Now McDonald's. Your inspirational radio, Vuga Online. Every time he sees me, his eyes light up. I can almost hear his heart beat faster. He looks at me the same way he did when we first met. For him, it's love at first sight every day. For me, it's heartbreaking. Loving someone who's living with dementia is not easy. For support, advice, or to make a donation, visit DementiaSA.org. More music, more inspiration. Another week, another episode, and I hope that you're really doing well. Healthcare Hour is all about healthcare professionals. It's about supporting them. It's about making sure that we all realize that they are people first. And yes, they have a calling to look after us. They have a calling to make people's lives better. But we tend to put healthcare professionals on pedestals and we forget that they're people. Healthcare also is about us talking about topics that people wouldn't necessarily talk about, but it's also about us knowing that here we talk about subjects that are taboo. We talk about subjects that we don't really know about, but we'd like to know about. And so something that's quite dear to my heart is the subject of African male nurses. A lot of people have this idea that, oh, you don't get nurses aren't men um, and that nurses aren't African men. So I've got a colleague with me who comes from VUCA and his name is Sibanyoni Kanani. And yes, let's meet him. Zakeli, welcome. No, thank you very much, uh, Colleen. Uh, and then uh, I'd like as well to greet the listeners at home and everyone who's uh, have access to VUGA online. So my name is Zakele Sibanyone Kanani. Indeed, like uh, the topic that you are talking about today, like is very relevant and then it is applicable and then we find it most of the time. So I, Zakele Sibanyone Kanani, uh, I am a male nurse. I studied from University, Swan uh, University of Technology. Uh, and then like now I'm on my almost 10 years practicing as a male nurse in a public institution. Okay, so that's awesome. Um, mm. And thank you very much for coming onto this program and being willing to share with us because we need to help people understand that, yes, 10 years of being a male nurse. Can you take us back to school, back to school days? Um, so, okay. Bignoni, what did what did you... Like when, you know, people grow up and go, oh, when I'm big, I want to be. What, have you always wanted to go into nursing? 
Uh, like to be honest, uh, what I wanted to be, okay, I wanted to be uh, to to do medicine, and then after I completed my metric as well, I wanted to do chemical engineering, and I went to the university to uh, to, to 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 make a late applications. Uh, you know, like when you get your results, your metric results, you become excited. And you will be going to the university for late applications. That time, like they used to allow us to go and then to check for courses that we can apply for. And then when I got there, I went to the Department of Health Sciences uh, in Building 4. I still remember it very well. Uh, And then I applied for chemical engineering. Unfortunately, there was no space. And then I, I, I thought, okay, if I don't get space here, what will I do? And then I check uh, the entire building. Like there's a billboard there that is written health sciences, nursing sciences. So I was like, let me go to this building and then ask what are they offering? I went to that uh, building. I got the dean, luckily, or the professor of that building. And then she was, let me see your statement. And then she was like, no, you qualified to be here. Like, let me take you. And then, like, uh, you know, the thought of staying at home, taking a gap year, like, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So what I did, it was like, okay, I I just took nursing as it was, and then I studied, and then I went through. I think in my class, we were only four, four or five males. Uh, and then, like, there was kind of a discrimination, you know, like that discrimination to say no, like, even amongst my peers, to say no. A man can be a, a nurse or what, what together. I'm saying nursing is for females. Like he, he, in another ways, they tend to stereotype nursing with females. So, but that one didn't bother me just because I was excelling. And I told myself after doing this degree, I'll continue studying and do another different degree. And then to be honest here, I'm living my best life. And then, okay, Luckily, okay, I'm busy with my LNB just because I want to specialize on medical legals. Yeah, that is what I, I had to do. So, yeah, that is how it, it, it happened. Okay, so that's fascinating. Would, yes. you say, uh, would you say, though, that we say that, that we, people think that males can't be nurses because traditionally we've associated nurturing and looking after people with women? With females, yes, I think uh, 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 like okay, our our society is the one that must be blamed, especially when it comes to this. Just because, like, okay, we think that men must do uh, like men are heartless. You get what I'm saying, and then men must be engaged in activities that show their masculinity. You get what I'm saying, like your muscles uh, must be determined or must be measured by the kind of work that you are doing. We think that men must go to the mines. I think like that is the old society mindset that men must go to the mines, work underground, and then females must nurse other people at home, nurse people who are sick. And then like, to be honest, you find the best and nurses being males. And then you find uh, like, okay, like a, a, Nurses who can give a, that 100% care, being females, but males, not to say that like I'm talking for males, but most males that I have encountered uh, like in the nursing profession, 
they care extremely and then they love their job. Yes, and I would agree with you. Certainly all the male nurses I've met in my career have been very dedicated. They've gone the extra mile. Um, exactly. They're very professional. They know what they're doing. Yes, yes, that is how it is. That is how it is with me. That is my observation. And then they go an extra mile. Like when they don't understand a, a certain condition, they go to an extra mile to study about it. And then they will advise their clients to say, no, tomorrow, please come back so that like we revisit this diagnosis. And then when the client comes back today, tomorrow, like then they will tell them to say, no, like this and this and this and this. That is why it was happening and all this thing. So like I think, yeah, male, uh, like males in nursing are excelling. They are excelling uh, uh, exceptionally well. And so now when we look at, you know, the idea that that men are excellent at this, males are excellent, it's almost mm. like the reverse of when, when women go into a traditionally male field, they almost have to work harder, try harder in order to fit in, to, to say, look, we belong, we are brilliant at this. And it's almost like men have, you know, certainly have had to prove themselves for a community to accept them. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, that, that, that way I can say, like, I, I think our society, I don't know what is happening with our society. Like uh, just because the other day I was invited in a certain school uh, whereby like, okay, they, 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 the kids there in that school, they were arguing, like the teacher asked them to name females jobs and male jobs. And then one of the students said, no, males can be nurses. And then the entire class was like, no, it's not true. That is the work for females. So I had to go and clarify that to those learners to say, no, males can be nurses. So like, I think the, 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 the most problem is that at school, like the way we teach our kids, especially as well in the communities, like they hardly see a lot of male nurses. But like, I'm thinking in the coming 10 years, that is when they will see more of male nurses. Just because if you can check now, in most institutions of higher learning, colleges and universities, like you get a lot of uh, males uh, intake uh, and also females. Just because like I think in the olden days, the institutions as well, they must be blamed just because they tend to take mostly females than males uh, in this uh, other, uh, what do you call, uh, courses. It's very valid what you're saying and that how everybody is transitioning into a different mm. way of thinking. Exactly, exactly. So I'm thinking, yeah, like I, I'm thinking the way things are happening now, in the near future, we will have more males than females in the nursing profession. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on that, um, Zakeli, let's pop out for a break. Um, you are tuned to VUCA Online Radio, your inspiration radio station. This is Healthcare Hour with Colleen Quist. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to VUCA Online. You are rocking with the best. Kick off with the biggest character deal only at PEP. Babies, teas and vests, only $39.99. Kids, just $44.99. Buy any two and score a saving of 10 deals more fun in store life's better with pep you're listening to Google online welcome back you're tuned to healthcare hour with colin quist my guest today 
Zakeli Sibanyoni Hernani. He is a male nurse. And he has been speaking to us where a lot of communities, a lot of societies are quite surprised to see that a man is actually in a nurse's uniform. But slowly things are changing. And, um, you know, Zakeli has been in this uh, profession for 10 years, but he's saying more and more men are now opting to become nurses. So, Zakeli, let's go back to when you decided. How did your family accept your decision? Yes, can you repeat that, uh, Colleen? I was saying, how did your family accept your decision to to study for nursing? Uh, like, okay. Okay, my family, like, uh, accept. Okay, my family accepted this just because I've got my elder brother, who is a male nurse as well. So, oh. yeah, so it was easier for them to accept this. And then also the experiences that uh, I came across in hospital when I explained to them, that was fascinating to them. And so, you know, what you're then saying then is, is that it's so important that as children, we grow up to see representation, to see ourselves as whatever, is, you know, you know, whether it's nursing, whether it's medicine, whether it's accounting, engineers. It's so important that we see somebody who looks like us as saying, wow, I can be this too. Exactly, exactly. I think some role models. And then as well, I'm thinking, you know, like uh, in schools, there are those nurses who go for, for school for school health nursing. So I think if maybe the department can make sure that the proportion like is 50-50, it must be maybe two males who are going there and two females. I think in that way, it will open more and more eyes, especially to the coming generation and everything. Just because, like, for instance, as a man, when you go, like, hence, like, if you can check our clinics, most of the people who go to the clinics are females, and then you get limited number of males. It's because males, there are some certain uh, conditions that males can't talk with uh, females. So they need men. You get what I'm saying? They become comfortable if they find a male nest there and then they can talk uh, such a situation with them. So, yes, so important that we do balance out, that we don't only have, um, you know, slanted to one side or to the, you know, any of the other sides. And it's very much about speaking out. Exactly. So how much older is your brother? Is your how much older is your brother than you? Uh like my brother, I can say now he's in his uh, mid forties. Yeah, he's in his mid forties, but he's a manager in that hospital now. Okay. So he's gone into the business side. Yes, yes. He's the manager for, 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 for that unit that he he is involved in in that hospital just because he was abroad and then he came back again this side. Okay, so fascinating in how um, advanced and how differently your family has approached equality because it's, yes. they've lived equality. Exactly, exactly. So like they embraced it and then they loved it. 
like and then yeah they are not shy about it or whatever just because it's something that is happening and then they see even young ones and then like you also get this little one saying no uncle i want to be this okay like like another advantage is because like a lot of people in my family they are in the medical field i think as well that one it played a huge role with that it's also understanding because your family would then because they are in medical roles they would be understanding how important a role being a nurse is yes 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 i think that way that one like it also played a huge role all right so what is your advice then for for young children who are out there you know, it's very much about we need to grow up with the idea that when you are an adult, you can go and study anything. So it's not my ad- related to whether you are a boy or a girl. Okay. So my advice to the upcoming generation or the young ones, especially those who are in metric and grade 11, grade 10, uh, and the lower grades, is that like, okay, like a believe in yourself and then believe in your dreams. If like maybe your dream is become a, a maleness, or if maybe your dream is become an, a, a female engineer, or maybe if your dream is become a, a male teacher, or is to become a female a, a, a minor, then like believe in it and then invest in it and then follow it just because you might be the person that uh, the public and the country needs. That is what my I can advise the little ones on. Okay. So yes, great advice from you. And also to persist, to not give up. You know, exactly. you may have a family that's not like Sibanyoni's family who doesn't understand the huge role. But it's really about saying, you know, go after your dreams, go after your passion and what your calling is to be able exactly. to make a difference. Yes, no, that's so true. Yes, and don't let your gender get in the way of whatever it is you want to do. Uh, 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 exactly, yeah. Yes. Okay, all right. So now you mentioned that you're now doing LLB and that you're wanting to go into the medical legal side. Could you talk yes. to us more about that? Uh, like that one is because, okay, the reason why I'm doing LLB uh, is because like it was okay. I love uh, I love uh, LLB, and then also like okay. If you can check like uh, there is a lot of negligence, especially for our patients in public institutions. So if like maybe you know what is happening, then when you are a lawyer, you can advocate for patients. You can advocate for patients' rights, and then also you can advocate for proper uh, uh, what do you call uh, uh, treatment that must be given to our patients. So that like each and every individual that comes to a, a medical institution, when they, when they leave, they must leave a such institution uh, while, while their needs are being met. Just because it's so painful, you go to the clinic or you go to hospital, and then after that, like they misdiagnose you. Like that is so bad. So at least medical legal, like it will go and check the files and check what happened to the patient and all these things. And then after that, they will find that no, so-and-so was negligent there and there and there. Just because a lot of ailments can be prevented and then only prevented if like we follow certain procedures. 
So that is why, like, um, I want to follow the field in medical legal. And to, to make a different um, difference, but still making a difference. Exactly. I think sometimes, you know, when you, when you go back to when I was at school, it was very much about, oh, you were a doctor, nurse, or an accountant. Okay. Mm, and mm, mm. I don't think anyone ever signed up that they were going to be lawyers or attorneys. But we now have so many variations within a career. So, you know, when you go into healthcare profession, there are so many different options. And it's not just the nurse and the doctor, but it's exactly. like, for instance, the medical side of legal and the legal side of medical. Mm, 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 mm. That's true. That's true. Yes. And so also to make sure that, you know, the, the little ones out there who are actually quite big, that they need to go out and job shadow. You know, it's exactly. like open, read, uh, watch videos, speak to people. Um, you know, look on LinkedIn for different professions and go spend time with different people. Yes, no, that's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So also on that where it's so important is um, like recently I attended a four-day workshop with Apprentice Doctor where it's for yeah. healthcare professionals where you don't know, should I go and be this? Should I go and be something else? And it was fascinating to see how the, the young people there had total clarity of, yes, this is what I want to do, or no, I'm going to go and be an engineer or an accountant. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, so our advice then is also to make sure that people get more information. Go and immerse it's yourself better. in it. Don't just mm. go, oh, well, let me just tick it on here. You know, let's just tick the, tick the block and see what happens. Exactly, exactly. And then also visualize yourself in that career. And then uh, visualize yourself and then see yourself what, what impact, what positive impact will you bring to that uh, career. Like don't just take it because of money or whatever, just because in the olden days they used to say, no, nursing doesn't have money, nursing that and that and that and that and that. And then boom, you are in a career and then you're like, but the people were not, I think we're lying somewhere, somehow. Not to say that like there's too much money, but like you will live your fulfilled life. You got what I'm saying? That is what I can say. I think, um, and that's also what we'll talk more about after the break. The okay. Ubuntu, we're going to speak about Ubuntu in nursing. And also from your from you and your colleagues, we're also going to talk about self-care. Okay, thank you. Yes. So let's go for that break. The more someone makes you think about your body, the harder it becomes to ignore. Your tongue, for example. Usually you hardly notice it's there. But when I mention it, you can feel your tongue bumping against your lower front teeth, the tips just resting on them. You notice your tongue feels just a little too long for your mouth, and you notice it never really lies still. You move it about constantly, without thinking about it, backwards and forwards, and from side to side. Suddenly it feels strangely wet and heavy in your mouth, doesn't it? A few seconds ago you hardly noticed your tongue, but just one message ensured that you can't stop thinking about it. Now imagine the hundreds of messages girls are exposed to every day, subtly changing the way they think about their bodies. See how you can help with the Dove Self-Esteem Project at selfesteem.dove.com. 
www.ghostbusters.co.uk Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. VUCA Online. You're listening to VUCA Online. You're tuned to VUCA Online Radio, your inspiration radio station. You are with me, Colleen Quist, and this is Healthcare Hour. Today, we're looking at nursing. We're looking specifically at male nurses, and my guest is an amazing guy who's been a nurse for 10 years. His name is Sibanyoni Zakele Gakane. I think I put a click in that without supposed to having a click. Yes, it's Kanani. Yes. Kanani, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Zakele, let's look at Ubuntu. So, mm. a way, you know, a few years ago, it was very much about to be a nurse was the highest calling. It was like a very respected profession. It was something that somebody said, wow, she's a nurse. Would you say that that has diminished somewhat? Uh, like in a way, like now I think that have diminished just because a lot of people are going to the nursing field just because they want money or they want a sustainable career, just because that is why you will find a lot of complaints or you will find those rudenesses around. Do you get what I'm saying? So the Ubuntu part, I think a lot of people have forgotten about that. You Like, remember, like, uh, Colleen, like, pain is subjective. So when someone says, like, uh, I've got pain on my hand, don't take it lighter, just because that pain might even kill them. So take it as they say, and then attend to it as uh, uh, as you would attend to someone who has a pain, a chest pain or whatever. So I think a lot of people, uh, they've taken the nursing career as a career, and then like they've forgotten about Ubuntu and then putting people first. That is what I, I've noticed in most cases. For me, it's almost... That people are, oh, it's a job, you know, tick the block, let's go do this. You know, it'll pay exactly. the money, it'll, it'll bring in the money, it'll pay the bills. And yes. it's almost like people are signing up for it without having the love for the profession, without having yeah. love for people. And I also having see. love for, for sick people. Mm, 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 mm. So like, that's the problem, that's the problem. So we really need to go back to Ubuntu. It's really what differentiated us because for for those people who may not understand Ubuntu, it's very much I am because you are. Yes. And, you know, you certainly could see that in nursing where it was very mm, much mm. or in, in all your healthcare professions where it's you serving, you're there to make people feel better. Exactly, exactly. That's what is it. Okay, now let's go back to 2020 and COVID. How was yes. how was COVID times for you? Like honestly speaking, like uh, on my side, okay, just because like uh, I was a team leader, uh, leading uh, most of the nurses that we were going testing, doing all these things, especially uh, COVID patients and all those things. It was train us in a way, just because you will come back home, you'll be tired. Uh, you'll have pseudo uh, symptoms of COVID. Then you will think, okay, maybe I, I'm having COVID. And then the following day, like you don't have those symptoms. So like it was scary. And then as well, it was fulfilling. 
to to see that like okay you are very important uh, to the public and then also to the citizens of the country in a way that like okay you are alleviating something and then as well you are trying by all means to 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 treat uh, the symptoms that they are having so i felt some kind of a fulfillment that okay i did play my part and then i did leave a mark especially for the covid uh, patients who have recovered and okay some they didn't recover but like i did leave a good mark that is what i can say i felt uh, fulfilled and thank you for that we we do recognize that every single day you went to work on the front line that yes. you were there for us and you um you know you looked after people who obviously not all of them um survived covid and so, yes, it does leave a mark, but we're glad that you see that it was fulfilling. It allowed you to step up and to go be, to go be the hero on the, on the front line. Exactly, exactly. So, like, it was a fulfilling uh, a feeling. I don't want to lie, just because I did make an impact, and then luckily we, we overcame, not to say that we overcame it 100%, but we did overcome. Here we are today we can go forward being stronger yes, so yes. now let's look at self-care especially mm. for nurses and self-care how mm. because let's face it Sibonioni, you don't go to work every day and just have happy things happen how yes, do yes. you how do you look after yourself how do you disconnect um how do you make sure that you can go back tomorrow uh okay with me what i'm doing uh, maybe you have noticed, like I'm engaged in a lot of activities. Okay, I go, I, I okay, I do exercises. Uh, I've got a lot of things that I'm doing, exercises. And then also like uh, I attend as well to my hobbies. Uh, like the entertainment industry is one of it. It can make me to, to forget about, okay, like, no, I'm a nurse or this and this and this. And then also going to exercises, like it's the one that makes me, to detach from what I was doing during the day and all these things. So I think those two things, they are the ones that uh, are kind of uh, helping me to carry on with this career. So very important what you said is to make sure that this is a calling. It is a career. But in order to go back tomorrow and the next day and the next day, you've got to make sure that you fill yourself up that you exactly exactly that you're not just depleted in an empty husk you know like yeah, the empty husk yeah. left behind after a milli you know um, yes yes and just so because, they are like, so powerful yes just because like okay sorry to disturb you you find some nurses who will be okay working okay in a clinic during the day and then also at night they go and work in hospital so, like that kind of life, that is not life just because you are not detaching. You are from this and then you go to another institution to serve again other patients. That is why most of them, they end up being exhausted and then they, they become grumpy. You get what I'm saying? So, at least if maybe you go to the nursing during the day, at night, make sure that you do something different so that like you can balance, like your lifestyle can be balanced. Like, it, let it not be nursing 24 hours. No, 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 no. I won't, I won't advise people to do that. Like, at least uh, for 12 hours, let it be nursing, be there. And then for 12 hours, spend your time 
doing things that you love, like engaging soccer, engaging gym, engaging church activities, like engage like in music, like do something that is different. Then like you will be looking to go to work for tomorrow as well, to do the same thing and then come back and revisit uh, your, your, your other hidden talents. very powerful in what you're saying in that a lot of people in serving professions don't realize that they're not taught how to disconnect they're not taught how to not take the energy of one client's one patient to the next one Mm, it's mm, very mm. much about you, you know when you've seen 30 patients in a day you can't have the energy from all 30 patients and then take that those 30 patients energy home with you Exactly. Because you, exactly. You're not going to last very long in the profession. Yes, you will be burnt out. You will be burnt out. And then remember, like uh, most of the institution lately, they no longer give that uh, health and wellness activities just because now, like they are, they they are running after targets to be met, especially by healthcare professionals to say, no, you have done this, you have seen this much patients and all this thing. So if you don't do it for yourself. No one will do it for you. Instead, you'll be burned out. Maybe you will die from aneurysm or, you know, you'll collapse. So don't do that to yourself. You get what I'm saying? Life is so precious. That is why I always tell my colleagues that life is so precious. And what is so important as well, you know, in the pledge is the pledge now includes self-care. And that is very much about if you don't pledge to look after yourself first, if you don't pledge to make sure that you self-care, that you fill up, that you, you are vitalized, revitalized in this, in this profession, you end up doing your patient a disservice. Exactly. Just because like there's this saying that if you don't love yourself, how will you love the, uh, the second person? So start by loving yourself so that you can be able to love another one. Uh, another individual so like take care of yourself before you can take care of someone else you get what i'm saying if you neglect your needs meaning you will neglect your patient's needs as well okay so let's go for our last break and then in closing we're just going to talk about patients families okay but let's go for that break first if you could see what i could see you'd see the determination in a hero's eyes the vivid colors of magical lands and the sparkle of my daughter's smile if you could see what i could see you'd have a samsung galaxy s smartphone for films games photos and over a hundred thousand android apps the choice is clear the award-winning samsung galaxy s with our brightest most brilliant screen and now over 50 pounds worth of films and games for free the samsung galaxy s you're listening to Vuga Online. You're tuned to Healthcare Hour with Colin Quist. This is Vuka Online Radio, your inspiration radio station. We're talking about nursing, specifically male nurses, and how it's a calling and how well men do in this profession. And Sibanyoni, who is with us in the studio, has been a male nurse for 10 years. And he's saying how fulfilling and how much it has filled him up. So in closing, let's hear about, you know, we, we always talk about the patient. But now what about the patient's family? How do you manage them? 
Uh, like, okay, when it comes to families, remember, like, uh, some patients will come with their families. So how I manage them is uh, by all means to alleviate fear, to say, no, okay, I'm dealing with these patients, but, like, just know that, like, everything will be all right. Like, you must instill hope. You must instill hope that, like, okay, their family member will recover and then also their family members will make it out of that situation that they are uh, facing. And then also as well, like you involve them, especially uh, whereby like uh, the treatment is concerned so that they can assist uh, the patient in order to adhere uh, to their treatment or their medication. That is how you do it. So I love what you said as well about making sure that their fear levels are reduced. And certainly during COVID, when there was no visiting hours, you couldn't go see your loved one for yourself. So you You had to rely on healthcare professionals to tell you what's happening with Google. Mm, 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 That's so true. That's so true. And then also you alleviate their fears, not to be scared that like, no, uh, my child will die or whatever. Yes. Okay. So in closing, what is your take-home message for our audience? So Kelly? So what I can say to our audience is that like respect healthcare workers and then uh, love them and then trust them and then believe in them just because they know what they are doing, especially male nurses and female nurses and then treat them equally. Don't treat a female nurses this way and then male nurses like this, just because all of them, they went to school to study for what they are doing. So thank you so much for joining us. I can hear your passion. I can hear your heart is in in your job. And it's not just a job, it's a calling. It's it's a profession and it makes a massive difference. So okay, thank you, thank, you for, th- thank you for inviting me and then thank you to the listeners. Thanks. All right, so that ends another show. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what kind of profession you're thinking about being. Um, We know that somebody out there is going to be really wanting to be a nurse and listening to Sivanyoni, you now know that you can be. So please let us know. Let us know how you are, what you're thinking. And if you, for instance, are looking for uh, a male nurse to come speak to you at a school, I'm sure that Sivanyoni would be more than willing to do that. Yes, I am. I am. Okay, and so all that remains for me to tell you is to remind you that you are loved and that you matter, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to Vuga Online.